Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, March 24th. On this date in 1958, a generation of female rock fans were sad that their idol was temporarily leaving show business to join the Army. That event would later inspire a Broadway show and movie musical called Bye Bye Birdie. Can you name the rocker who went on to serve their country? I'll have that answer in just a moment. But first, let's see how that weather is looking for your Friday and your weekend plans over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Desk. Hey, good Friday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovine here. Light jacket at the most this morning. Temperature starting out in the 60s. A little breezy out there this morning. I have a warm breeze at lunchtime at 79. And we go up in the low to mid 80s for high temperatures this afternoon. Sunny sky. And we'll be in the 70s if you headed out on your Friday evening. Warm temperatures will be a little bit cooler along the coast as it always is this time of the year. 81 degrees. Could be a couple of showers and storms during the afternoon and evening on Saturday. Slightly better chance of a shower thunderstorm during the afternoon and evening on Sunday. Still a lot of dry time this weekend. High temperatures will stay in the 80s through Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now let's get to your morning headlines. Thanks, Joey. An update in a missing persons case out of Berkeley County in the Pineville area. A group of hunters have found the remains of an 87-year-old man who had been missing since February 9th. Uh, Berkeley, Berkeley County deputies say they were called out to a wooded area near Sand Lapper Lane just after 4.30 yesterday afternoon. When they got to the scene, they confirmed there were human remains and they notified the Berkeley County Coroner's Office. The coroner has identified the man as Jesse Jones. An autopsy will be scheduled to determine the cause and manner of Jones' death. We also have an update to a story we first brought to you yesterday morning. The Somerville Fire Department says a school facility, Archway Academy, that's on Miles Jamison Road, is a total loss after an early morning fire. Officials say the roof and most of the building are completely charred. Now many families are left waiting to find out where their child will now go to school. We've reached out to the other two Archway Academy locations in Somerville to see where these kids may be relocated, but we have not yet heard back. A Georgia mother accused of killing her 20-month-old son and putting his body in a dumpster has been denied bond for a second time. Leilani Simon is charged with felony murder in the death of her son, Quentin. She initially reported him missing in early October of 2022. Weeks later, his remains were found in a landfill. The 19-count indictment says Leilani hit her son with an object resulting in serious injury causing his death and then put his body in a dumpster. Simon has pleaded not guilty. This is the first time Leilani has been arraigned in Superior Court. We are learning the identities of the five people killed in an apparent murder-suicide out of Sumter. The U.S. Army is reporting that Command Sergeant Major Carlos Evans was one of the victims shot and killed in a Midlands domestic dispute Tuesday night. Police in Sumter say the suspect, 38-year-old Charles Slacks Jr., went into his ex-wife's house and killed their three children, ages 5, 11, and 6, as well as Evans. Slacks then killed himself. Sumter police say Slacks and the woman were divorced, but he still had a key to the home and he let himself in. There's still no word yet on a possible motive. Prosecutors have filed a response to a second motion requesting a new trial for a former Lowcountry banker who was convicted on multiple charges. A federal jury convicted Russell Lafitte, the former CEO of Palmetto State Bank, on six charges in November, including wire and bank fraud. Prosecutors accused him of conspiring with convicted killer Alec Murdoch. 
In a second appeal filed March 9th, attorneys for Lafitte argued that during the Murdoch trial, Murdoch himself testified on the stand admitting to his role in certain financial crimes, but said Lafitte did not commit conspiracy. In response to the defense motion, the state countered that Murdoch's testimony was not newly discovered evidence. It also argued it's not probable that Murdoch's testimony would produce any acquittal for Lafitte. A judge has not ruled on this second motion for a new trial. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump joined the family of a North Carolina woman to call on Washington to help with her death investigation. Shanquella Robinson, who's from Charlotte, was on vacation in Mexico last October with six other people when she was killed. Video of her being beaten there has gone viral. Crump says he doesn't understand why U.S. and Mexican authorities are not doing more to hold those responsible for Robinson's death accountable. Explain to us why they can do all these things for other people where they have no video evidence. But when you have video evidence of what happened to this angel from Charlotte, Mm -hmm. you all are slow dragging. Mm -hmm. It don't make any sense to any of us. Crump says he expects to have a meeting soon with White House officials and the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. At first, Robinson's traveling companions told her mother that she had alcohol poisoning, but the autopsy listed the cause of death as violent. Robinson's body showed signs of both a broken neck and spinal cord. Mexican authorities have not identified the woman in the video beating Robinson, but they have issued an arrest warrant for a friend of hers. A mother who lost everything is looking for the one thing she might be able to get back, an outfit her child used to wear. After an accidental sale to Once Upon a, Time, Once Upon a Child in North Charleston, Zayana Bell and her husband Chris Bell are looking for whomever purchased their son's sleeper. As Molly McBride tells us, the sleeper is so important to the Bell family because it was their sons who passed away only an hour after he was born. We do want to warn you, some images of the story might be hard to look at. That sleeper is priceless to us because when you have a child die, like, you only have so many memories. And that sleeper holds so much memory for us throughout his whole pregnancy and when he was with us. So that would just mean the world to us. Zayana found out she was pregnant in July of 2021. Everything went well until the 18-week mark when they found out their son, Flynn, had an interrupted aortic branch and was given a 0% chance of living outside of the womb. The family tells me once Flynn was born, a double rainbow appeared outside of the hospital window and went away right after he passed. When you have a child die, it's, it's intriguing because you have all these memories and thoughts that, you know, I thought we would do this with him, I, I knew we would do that. And so when he passed, all of those thoughts and feelings went to physical possessions of like, oh man, he, he would have worn this when he came home from the hospital. Zayana tells me she went to hold the sleeper because she was missing Flynn. That's when she realized it was missing. We have that and then we have like a weighted bear that's his exact birth weight. So usually I'll have the both of them. So when I couldn't find it, I was like having a little panic attack like, uh, where did it go? The sleeper got stuck in a hand-me-downs basket intended for her niece and was sold to Once Upon a Child in North Charleston. Desperate, she called Once Upon a Child, who confirmed it was purchased from the Rivers Avenue location on March 4th at approximately 10.30 in the morning, but there was no name associated with the card. So she turned to Facebook. Maybe if I make a post, it'll reach like 50, 100 people, 
I didn't think it would like blow up and all of Charleston would be sharing it and seeing it. Yeah, I remember someone said something once, something along the lines of never say no for someone else. And we were like, well, it's better than just sitting here doing nothing. Might as well try. Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Again, that preemie-sized sleeper was purchased from Once Upon a Child in North Charleston March the 4th at 10.30 in the morning using that prepaid visa. Anyone with any information, please reach out to Zayana. We have our contact information in this story on Life5News.com. Oral Cancer Awareness Month is in April, and Trident Medical Center is spreading awareness a little early to a type of throat cancer that's on the rise. Research from medical officials like a local doctor that Samantha spoke to is now showing throat cancer is not just caused by smoking, but by the HPV virus, which in some cases could remain dormant for decades for those who don't smoke. The American Association for Cancer Research says head and neck cancer, such as cancer of the throat, are now being found in those who are non-smokers who have human papillomavirus or HPV. They say each year in the United States, there are about 12,000 cases of HPV-associated cancers in the throat. Yeah, Trident Medical Center head and neck surgeon, Dr. Jeffrey Holton, he says nearly 30% of patients he sees with cancer tumors, which are located on tonsils and the base of the tongue, are caused by HPV. He says HPV is transmitted to the mouth and throat and are more prevalent in Caucasian men ages 50 to 60. Dr. Holton says by participating in multi-center studies, studies. Research revealed cases of HPV tumors are on the rise, but becoming more surgically amenable. He says tumors at Trident Medical Center are removed by either minimally invasive robotic-assisted surgery or primary radiation. Because this new technology uses very short bursts of high voltage to disrupt the cells and, and break their electrical connections, we can do the procedures instead of them lasting one, two, four hours. They're lasting 30 minutes. Dr. Holton encourages preteens entering high school to receive the HPV vaccine, saying it will save lives. Absolutely. Well, part of a national clinical trial to enhance the treatment procedure for patients with atrial fibrillation or AFib is taking place here in the low country. The common condition happens when the heart beats in an irregular way. That's AFib. The trial's goal is to correct the heart rate in a faster and safer way than the typical procedure. Currently, heating and cooling techniques are used, and doctors say that can cause complications. The new method would use an alternative energy source and can better target the heart muscles while avoiding the structures around it. If the FDA approves this study, procedure time would also be reduced significantly. Because this new technology uses very short bursts of high voltage to disrupt the cells and, and break their electrical connections, we can do the procedures instead of them lasting one, two, four hours. They're lasting 30 minutes. If you have AFib, there is a possibility for you to be a part of this clinical trial or a similar one. We have contact information on our website at life5news.com of who you can reach out to for a screening to see if you can qualify. All right, back on track. Uh, North Charleston Police Chief Reggie Burgess says he's going to be retiring after more than three decades with the department. Chief Burgess says his retirement will be effective starting May the 1st. He was named the city's police chief in 2018. Now, in the past year, violent crime in the city has gone down by 12 percent, crediting that to community policing. Burgess says he's going to be working with Mayor Summy and the department to ensure a smooth transition to the next chief.
Well, good morning. We want to bring you an update from overnight. Senator Lindsey Graham has been admonished by the Senate Ethics Committee. The rebuke of the South Carolina senator comes after Graham solicited campaign contributions inside a federal building in November. Graham violated Senate rules because he was in a Senate office building when he did an interview with Fox News. The bipartisan admonishment letter says Graham solicited campaign contributions for Georgia's Senate candidate Herschel Walker's campaign committee five separate times during that interview. Now, the committee revealed that this is actually Graham's second violation. However, they note that he turned himself into the committee. That's the latest here from our first alert desk. South Carolina's top accountant has announced that he's going to be resigning. That announcement follows a state Senate investigation into a multi-billion dollar accounting error. Comptroller General Richard Ekstrom's office made over a 10-year period. His resignation means the entire General Assembly will have to elect his successor in a joint session and someone will need to get a majority of the 170-member legislature to get the job. Ekstrom's successor will fulfill the rest of his term, which is up in 2026. A bill moving through the South Carolina legislature would allow debit card purchases of lottery tickets. The bill was first introduced in the Senate earlier this week and has not been referred to the Senate has now been referred to the Senate Committee on Education. It says payment by checks and credit cards are to remain prohibited, but tickets may be paid for by cash or debit card. The bill will take effect following approval by Governor Henry McMaster. Thank you, Joey. Well, an area nonprofit is bringing more than 2,000 middle and high school girls from all over the southeast right here to the low country. The 10th annual Dream Girls Conference is put on by Youth Empowerment Services. It's meant to empower and teach teen girls self-esteem and making good choices. Executive Director Rosalind Field says after years of the pandemic and so many students being isolated, this conference is a breath of fresh air that will uplift and empower all the girls that attend. Now, for the eighth year in a row, yours truly will be hosting this amazing all-day conference. I look forward to it each and every year. Tomorrow's event will be held at Mount Moriah Baptist Church. That's in North Charleston at 10. You can register in person. I can't wait to see your pictures. I'm excited. It's going to be so fun. Well, also this weekend, you can walk in the shoes of people all around the world who struggle to get clean water and raise money for resources to improve the global water crisis. Participants start the walk by picking up an empty bucket, then walk a mile and a half to a contaminated water source, fill it up with dirty water, and then walk it back to Riverfront Park. Water Mission CEO says the experience is what millions of women and children do around the world on a daily basis. The 17th annual Walk for Water is tomorrow. It starts at 9 a.m. So at the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1958, a rock and roll star's induction into the U.S. Army would inspire the musical Bye Bye Birdie. That famous musician was the king himself, Elvis Presley. He served for two years and was discharged in 1960. Celebrating birthdays this Friday, the Carol Burnett Show's famous costume designer Bob Mackie is 84. Fashion designer Tommy Hilfiger is 72. Actor Robert Carradine is 69. TV personality Star Jones is 61. The Big Bang Theory's Jim Parsons is 50. How I Met Your Mother's Allison Hannigan is 49. And former NFL quarterback Peyton Manning is 47. That'll wrap it up for another week. Thank you guys so much for joining us for Morning Y'all. Powered by Live 5 News. 
We hope you have a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.